Father, we thank you for this evening. Emmanuel, God with us, we honor you. Lord, you are the point. You are the hope. You are the truth. You are the life. We come to you with thankful hearts because you came to us first. You came to us first. And Lord, we say thank you tonight. Father, we we go to sleep with the same anticipation for your glory to arise with the new morning as Mary did the night you were born, Lord. Father, we, we honor you. We ask that you would come, you would move in our hearts, that you would remind us that no matter what's going on in our lives, no matter what we feel or what we experience, you remain the same, the one true God who gave his life for his people. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'll stand with me, we're just going to honor the word in a special way tonight. John 6, verse 26. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you. This was after he fed the multitudes. Not because you understand the miraculous signs, but, but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For, the God, for God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. They replied, we want to perform the works too. God's works too. What should we do? And Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. Then they, they answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the one true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. And then Jesus replied like this, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty, but you haven't believed in me even though you've seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me and I will never reject them for I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not my own will. And this is the will of God that I should not lose even one of those that he has given me, but I should raise them up at the last day for it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. Then the people began to disagree, began to murmur in disagreement because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father. We know his mother. How can he say, I came down from heaven? Amen. And you can be seated. What a claim. What a claim to make. I am the bread. I am the life. Satisfaction, abundance, Everything you've ever desired, everything that, I, that I've created you to be can only be fulfilled in relationship to me. You know, Jesus is the only one who's made this claim that's been able to stand behind what he said for all of human history. Isn't that, tr- that the truth? There's been many who've come after him and said the same things. There's been many who've come before him and said the same thing. But there's only been one true bread of heaven. There's only been one who's been proven time and time again. There's only been one who's actually been able to satisfy. And his name is Emmanuel, Yeshua, Jesus. God with us. See, tonight I want to talk about the bread of heaven. The bread of heaven. 
See, Jesus has a purpose for our lives. What's his purpose? John 10, 10, he says, I've come to give you life and life abundant. So does that mean like life and it's kind of okay sometimes? Life and it's like, ah, you know, I'll just squeeze by today. I didn't like what was going on, but you know, if I just grit my teeth and keep moving, things are going to look better. No, he said, I came to give life and life abundant. And then there is a thief, isn't there? What is the thief here to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. You know, he's pretty good at that too. He's, he's been working all of his existence to figure out ways to get you to believe that chasing a little carrot in hopes of satisfaction called deception would give you what you want. He's pretty good at doing that, isn't he? See, this is his strategy. He wants to imitate. He wants to counterfeit. He wants you to continue to believe that if you keep, just keep chasing the things you want and think you need, that you're going to have a satisfied life. Why does he do this? Because we all desire to be satisfied, don't we? We have an innate nature designed within us to get the things that we think we need in order to live the life we think we want. And this is good. It's not a bad thing to pursue a, a, an abundant life. It's actually a good thing. If you, if you weren't, there'd be something wrong with you. But the truth remains the same. Satisfaction only comes by consuming and being consumed by the bread of heaven. <laughs> See, the night that Jesus was born, all heck turned loose, didn't it? (laughs) Let's just think about this for a minute. Could you imagine, for the guys in here, traveling by donkey on road at night to look for a hotel because you had to go pay your taxes and be counted for a census? What do you think the arguments were like that night? (laughs) Honey, I got to go to the bathroom. Can we stop? You should have turned left, not right pretty sure it was a hard night. Pretty sure it wasn't fun. I'm pretty sure at this point, Mary was probably thinking, you know, that angel, he probably wasn't who he said he was. I was probably dreaming, wasn't I? But what did they keep, what did they do? What was the response? They just kept moving forward. You know, sometimes in life when when we have the word from from God, when we know what we're supposed to be doing, things are going to get a little messy, aren't they? Things are going to get a little unpredictable. You know, Mary was preparing to have a baby, and now she's being sent on the road by donkey to go to, to pay taxes and do a census. You know, I always wondered about that. Like, why didn't Mary just say to Joseph, you know, maybe we could just be like 15 days late. <laughs> you know, we'll pay the penalty, whatever it is. Why do we have to go tonight? But they went tonight, and it turns out that as they went, that there was no place in the inn for them to go, was there? They were all filled Again, it's, it's like trying to get a, a hotel room when the Titans are playing on, on Sunday morning, trying to get a hotel room on Saturday night. There's just no space. There's nowhere to go. So they get there, and there's, there's nowhere to go, and they have to go into a barn. And you know, at this point, if you're Mary, you're probably thinking, man, this is crazy. What are we doing? And if you're Joseph, you're probably thinking, I hope she just stops yelling at me so we can go to sleep. I'd I'd probably make a bet with you that that night was not a pleasant night leading up to Jesus' birth. But they just kept moving forward. Sometimes all you have to do is just keep moving forward. You just have to keep saying yes to what you said yes to in the first place. So it says that they, uh, she goes into labor, she gives birth. And and what happens when she gives birth? The kids read it, they wrap Jesus in, in and cloth, and they laid him into a manger. Why did they lay Jesus into a manger? 
You see, Jesus' birth was actually a prophetic declaration. A manger is a feed crib. This is where animals eat. Why was Jesus laid where things eat? Because he's the bread of life. He's the bread of life. See, he was laid in the manger amongst common things from common people because he is the bread of life. And he was declaring in that night, in his birth as an infant, you can come to me, but you must be prepared to eat. You must be prepared to consume who I am because you can't come on your own terms. You can't come to me looking for what you want. You have to agree with who I am. And I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Isn't it ironic that the fall of humanity happened at a meal in the Garden of Eden? But then the, the, the fulfillment of mankind, the, the, the redemption of mankind also happened at a meal in the upper room. But instead of the enemy feeding the meal, who was feeding the meal this time? The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. You know, the word peace doesn't mean lack of conflict. When we say the Prince of Peace, we're not saying Jesus came to take conflict from the world. That word peace actually means wholeness, satisfaction, sound mind. See, when we consume the bread of life, when we consume Jesus, when we allow him to consume us, we actually become whole because of who he is, despite who we are. See, we're going to take communion tonight, and I think that the word of the Lord for tonight is that we need to learn to take communion, not for just what we get. See, they came to Jesus asking him to do another miracle, and he said, guys, you're missing the point. You keep asking me for things and missing who I am. I think the Lord is saying, I want my bride to come to the communion table to consume me and just be satisfied in who I am. I am enough. I am your portion. I am your desire. I am your fulfillment. I am your life if you'll just consume me. See, we get, we get so bogged down of coming to him and, and asking him for things and then him not doing what we want and then we become disappointment and we think, God, did you even know I was here? Did you even hear what I said? Do you even know what I need? And he says, no, 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 you're confused. All you need is me. All you need is to consume who I am. So on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he was sitting there with his closest friends. He was fulfilling on that Passover dinner who he was when he came to the, who he is when he came to the earth as the bread of life, as a baby, to his teenage years, all the way to the, the, the day of fulfillment at age 33. He was fulfilling it by saying, take this bread. And don't take it because it's just good to eat and it's just what we do. Take it because it's me. Take it because it's who I am. And as you consume me, I actually consume you. As you consume me, as you come to me just because of who I am, I actually begin to fulfill the deepest desires of your heart. You don't have to look for fulfillment in relationships anymore. You don't have to grind yourself down climbing a corporate ladder. You don't have to look for your, your satisfaction in your bank records anymore. You can just consume me and then be consumed by who I am. So he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body. Take this and eat. And as you do this, remember who I am. Not remember who what I can do. 
Not remember what you need. Not remember what you lack. Just remember who I am. Because as you remember who I am, you become who you're supposed to be. See, this is a victory table. We do find healing in communion. We do find victory in communion. We do find the the breakthrough of heaven at the communion table, but it starts with recognizing who Jesus is and letting go of what we think we need. Then he took the cup and he said, guys, this cup is a cup of redemption. This is wine, but it, it is my blood. And I'm signing a signature with this cup today that my body resides in you as you reside in me because of my blood being poured out on your behalf. You see, you're a mess. You're broken. You say one thing, you do another. You want one thing, and then the next day you want another. We all are broken people. But the good news is that Jesus was born into brokenness. He was born into brokenness, not because he was hiding, but because he wanted you to know that he is Emmanuel, God with us, that he enjoys to meet us in the place of brokenness. You know, then the, 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 the disciples, they took the bread, they drank the wine, and in that moment, one of them goes and, and betrays Jesus. He totally messes it up. None of them fully understand what he's talking about at this point. He goes to the cross, he dies, he resurrects, he ascends into heaven, and then he gives us the promise of the Holy Spirit. See, that's a fulfillment of communion too. We receive another portion of Holy Spirit's presence as we come to the table. (laughs) So stand with me. I want to pray uh, over the elements and over us. The communion table is open. Try not to get hay in your bread as you come. (laughs) Straw, excuse me. You can just break a piece of the bread and dip it in the wine or the juice. Enjoy his presence. But Lord, we thank you that you are the bread of life. We thank you, Father, that you were born in a stall, in a barn, and placed in a manger as a prophetic declaration that I am the bread of life. I am the way. I am the truth. Come and consume and be consumed by my presence. Father, we pray now, anybody here who's been searching through relationships, who's been searching through other things, the things of this world to find satisfaction, that they now would see that you are the true bread of life that they now would see that everything they need is fulfilled through relationship with you. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come now, that you would fall on these elements, that you would make this simple offering of bread and juice, your body, your blood, and that you would fall upon us, and that you would fill us with your presence and remind us of who you are as we come and consume the bread of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come as you feel led. The table is open. We're going to worship for a little bit and then dismiss.